0: To our next episode of sunday uh sunday prep jim how are you doing this morning
1: good morning father matt it's very bright out today which is great you know but i feel like i've got got the sun right here so um it's very mad but that's um that's not anyone's concern or problem (laughs) but i'm doing well i'm uh um you know keeping busy moving along life is good um you know, I I, I was going to ask you, Father, and I want to talk to Father Zig about it too. But um, you know, for people who are who are coming on Sunday, uh, you know, they probably have seen that the new retaining wall behind the rectory is now complete and it looks nice. There's some uh, new bushes back there, and then there's a new statue that's that's back there, right? <laughs> and so um, I was curious to ask you what your opinion is because um, I noticed, and I'm just gonna I, I'm just gonna get us off topic just for a half second because i think it was it was funny and i was talking with some friends last night about this and it came up and we had a good chuckle Um, i saw this statue went up in the backyard there the rectory right by the edge of the wall it's a beautiful statue of jesus um, and the statue was facing one direction and then the very next day the statue was turned facing a different direction (laughs) so i was curious what what's going on there father
0: Well, um, we were uh, we were deciding which way uh, we want because um, you know after the retaining wall was uh, finished and uh, this uh, statue of Sacred Heart of Jesus was donated to us by the sisters whose convent was uh, being closed in Passaic. Um and um, you know Father Zegwin, uh sisters uh, brought it to him that uh, if we, he would like it, uh, they will they will be. Uh, very happy to donate uh the statue and he said oh that would be beautiful for for our backyard of the rectory okay so um so that's the reason why uh, you know when everything was finished we we're like okay which way which way we want <laughs> we wanted to look at us uh, meaning priest or outside you know as people are coming in so that was the reason why uh yeah. you know the statue was uh, dancing around or turning around.
1: Yeah, I almost drove into the parking lot this morning wondering, like, is he going to be turned this way today? <laughs> so we, I had a good chuckle about that last night. But it is a very beautiful statue, and the wall looks great. And so it's nice to see kind of, uh, you know, it's nice to see the property looking nice, and it's a beautiful time of year. So, yeah, all good things.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know, uh, sometimes we need to see it in order to decide. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway uh going back going back to well we are talking still about jesus uh, but <laughs> yes, today, uh, as we as we come we meditate upon the scriptures and um you know um i was too thinking um how the year goes uh, so quickly um we are already uh in the 27th uh sunday in ordinary time uh and what is it like two two more months um and uh we'll be entering a new liturgical year so um you know the Lord. The Lord is preparing us um, slowly but uh, firmly into um, meditating upon the um, end of times and uh, the fulfillment of God's promise. And um, you know the Sunday's uh, scripture will hear about the planting and uh, collecting. Okay, and what is it that God plants? And we will hear in our gospel uh, about. Uh, the landowner who planted a vineyard, and we know the story how he planted and uh, um, he gave it to others uh, to to take care of it, um, and then when he returns, he will collect um, all the fruits or the produce of of the land that um, he entrusted to to others. And we know what was happening in between was he was sending um, people to to collect them, right? But That's one thing um, that uh, the scriptures, the gospel passage will be uh, bringing us uh, this Sunday. But for me, I was um, uh, focused on the very last sentence of the gospel. And it it goes this. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce fruit. You know, um, being a priest and uh, working in the vineyard of the Lord you know that's how I feel, you know um god uh, who who sends his son to to reveal his presence, his knowledge the wisdom, and the ways um, that we are to take in order to achieve uh the eternal life and um fulfillment of his promise it was it was entrusted to me and um and for me to to bring it um to its fullness the the best way possible I can. And um, as a Christian, yes, uh, that's what we uh, I needed to do uh, from the beginning, since I started to to understand little by little. But then, you know, um, as as a priest, uh, that speaks uh, even more strongly uh, because Jesus through the call of the priesthood that I received and I accepted. Um, I feel like like those uh, tenants to whom uh, the land owner entrusted the vineyard. Okay. And so what it is that um, God is asking of me, and simple as we all know, I need to preach the word. Um, I need to do um, the sacraments uh, in the church. So I'm responsible for that. Um, And I need to make sure that all uh, people who come, they truly do see and feel the presence of God in the church, right? But at the same time, there's always this um, feeling like in the back of my head, you know, I hope I will not be the opposite. Like those who took it and uh, made it uh, feel like it's their own. Okay, like they they are the true owners of the vineyard and they're not gonna share it with everybody. They're not gonna give it back. Uh, and especially the hard work that they did, uh, time that they sacrificed, everything. And uh, why should I not, me, be the one who, who is receiving its, its uh, fruits, right? Um, and so praying to the Lord and um, seeing that uh, the humility that I need to bring pretty, pretty much alive every time uh, that I'm uh, serving in the vineyard of the Lord, I need to truly empty myself. I cannot uh, do all this, okay, because it's going for me. My, my prestige, my, my uh, reward and everything, all that can be given through God and not through anything that comes in here. Because, hey, uh, if uh, the Lord is the one who is the giver of life and he is the only one who can give life eternal, how can I? Right? So why why taking um, the glory or the, the praise for, for something that I cannot give? What I can give is what the Lord has given me, and that's uh, something that I can share. And so, being um being a priest and bring, being a, a Catholic uh, is for all of us uh, actually. Uh, that we all we receive, we bring to the field, we bring to that vineyard uh, that is the world, and to to. Uh, help others produce fruit, uh, bring them to faith, bring them to love of God and uh, His Son and the Savior, and all that that was given to us, not to lose it, not to lose it, because there will be others who uh, will receive what we worked for, uh, and not for the Kingdom of God, but for ourselves. And we don't want to lose that. We don't want to lose the sight of God, who is truly the giver of all these good gifts. So. Um, uh, just to wrap it up I think for me it's just a reminder of of the beautiful responsibility uh, that uh, God has bestowed upon me and all of us but but then too uh, that I see the one who is truly giving them and receiving them and who out of his love will share for eternal life uh, when we are called from this world uh, to go uh, and change the uh, reality that we are in, so I think that's that's where I will wrap it up uh, today.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Father, I think um, you 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 mentioned something again in, in about the idea of gift. We talked a little bit about gifts, I think, last week or maybe it was the week before. Things kind of blur my mind a little bit sometimes, but we did. I remember we talking recently about the idea of gifts, and 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 I think you're you're onto something again here too with this idea of gift because the image that Jesus gives of um you know this vineyard um it's you know a familiar image for us and uh i think the way that i i kind of usually hear this parable or this story of you know land had a vineyard and workers and the workers uh treated the 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 servants to collect badly and then the owner sends his son and then they kill him and then okay i kind of tend to think of it in terms of like the um the the workers on the vineyard the tenants are um, you know, they're they're just being cruel and selfish and don't want to kind of share the profits with the landowner or something like that. Like they just kind of want to just like steal the land or something like that. But I think the idea of, of gift maybe is maybe a, a fuller image, or at least that's kind of where I'm going today. And the idea would be something like this is that, you know, I don't know exactly what it would have been like in the ancient world, but life was not easy. And so um, having uh, work, having steady work, having a place to go to work was a probably a really good and important thing and a place where you could uh, not just survive, but even thrive in your labor would be not just like a kind of the drudgery of life, but really a great gift and blessing, right. And, and to have a good job. And so we have this image of a landowner and this kind of ripe field and the workers on it are not just kind of like employees at like some bland corporate, you know, entity that we kind of, we think about work today sometimes, but they have this gift to be able to to harvest and cultivate, and kind of along with that was probably to delight in some of the the crops and the and what what's being produced. And so they're not just um, you know hired help who don't really get to partake, but they're they're really given an opportunity here. Um, and it's kind of um, it's not so much that they're, they're not wanting to share with the the owner and the owner's son and and all of that, um, but they seem to be. Um, not appreciating over time the gift that they've been given, they seem to kind of think that it's, it's then it's theirs, right? And so um, the thought that comes to mind would be something like this, and, and this is, I think, where I think it ties to me personally, and maybe others might feel this way, is that, you know, one of the great fears as someone who is, um, you know, a cradle Catholic and kind of went to Catholic school, and um, while there are certainly moments in my life when I was closer or further away from the Lord, it, it, the Catholic Church has always been, you know, a major player in my life. And so I think that having, you know, the church so familiar to me, it's easy for me personally to become very comfortable and start to assume that like, yeah, like this is all just my stuff. And like, while you were talking and I was thinking a little bit, I was was thinking about my chair here that I'm sitting on. Like I've been here uh, at St. Cecilia's thanks be to God for, I think this is my 12th or 13th year that I've been here. Um, And I think I've been sitting in this chair for this entire time, which is fine. It's a pretty good chair. I don't, I don't mind it at all. Um, And so I think my thought would be very easy to say like, this is my chair. Like uh, whatever I have ownership of the chair and like, don't touch my chair. It's my chair. Like father Matt, don't come down to my office and take my chair. I like this chair. Okay. But the reality is it's not my chair. Like, I've been given the gift of the blessing of like, you know, the parish provided me a chair to sit in and it's actually a pretty good chair. So thank you everybody. But, um, the mistake that I could make would be think like, no, it's mine. Don't touch it. I'm not, I don't owe it. And and that wouldn't be right. It, It may be more proper to say something like it's, you know, it's a nice perk of being able to be blessed to be able to work here to kind of do this, that I get to indulge and enjoy in the comforts of a comfy chair. Okay. Now, what the heck is all this going to? Well, I think the, the thing that we need to kind of come kind of to grips with as you know, particularly cradle Catholics, is the idea that, like, while we're comfortable in the church and we're comfortable kind of around religious items and pious things and going to mass weekly and all that's great, I think the danger is we tend to sometimes fall into the traps of thinking, like, this is mine, you know, um, or I deserve this, or I've earned this, or, like, you know, I'm on the good side. We without even realizing it, it can start to become like the Pharisees, Sadducees that Jesus so often was in tension with when they didn't recognize that their job was to take the gift received, cultivate it, and be able to produce much good fruit for the sake of the Lord. And the frightening line is, of course, at the end of the gospel here, um, when these tenants, these ones who were given the great gift of working in the vineyard of the Lord, and they didn't produce the fruit, and they rejected the son— Um, that they're going to have it taken away. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you. That's a frightening, frightening thought. Um, The assumption that I easily can make is, well, I work in the church or I'm around the church or, you know, like I'm familiar with some things and I, you know, I'm not ignorant about, you know, whatever, this or that. And so therefore, like, I'm good to go. I'm done. I'm like, check all the boxes, like sign me up. I'm, I'm already there. And that's just, that's just not true. Like this is a gift and I need to be responsible for it and cultivate it. And I think that, um, I think that's something we should be mindful of. And I just, I'll I'll wrap with just one last quick thought, which is this, is that, you know, I had um, the pleasure last night to go out with a a group of um, friends from the parish here. and We had, you know, some nice conversation together. And there was one gentleman there who was sharing, uh, you know, some personal stories of kind of conversion experience that he's had, and he's like on fire right now. He just loves the Lord. It was just so excited to talk about Jesus and, you know, his conversion experience from like a really dark place to now. He's, you know, repented and he's, you know, he's just absolutely in love with the Lord. And while he was talking, and it was a delight and beautiful to hear him share, I couldn't help but kind of feel uh, a little bit like, oh man, like I forget. I'm like I'm trying to recall, like I've had those moments, but. I've almost like forgotten those moments because sometimes it becomes so routine. And so I think there's a caution for us to um, to not become complacent about just assuming and to kind of remember the need for recognizing the gift that we've been given to be here in the church and, and the gift of faith and to cultivate it and, to, uh, and, and not to get too far off topic, but if we want to tie in the second reading, St. Paul offers great advice to think about good, holy, um blessed, joyful things. think about the things of the Lord, and when we think about them we we change our disposition, we recognize the world for what it is and as a gift and life as a gift and our faith as a gift. so um anyway, there's probably a a, a lot there, and maybe there are, you know things that people can chew on a little bit, but that's that's the thought for today, I suppose.
0: well, you know as always, there is there's so much that the Lord wants to say to us and through us and um uh... We're trying to to bring it closer to you in a very simple and easy way, but there might be something else that the Lord is telling you now to to bring it your bring your faith uh, to the greater uh, position and and embrace it even more. So, I hope you will take your time meditate upon the scriptures. It is worth it. I can promise you that it is worth it uh, to explore it uh, as deep as you can. So, with that. Um, We hope that you have blessed Sunday, blessed weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.